Yes, so I just graduated from Fisk University. I received my degree in political science and Spanish as a joint major. Uh, I do a lot. I just completed an internship on the Hill working for Senator Raphael Warnock. I was the legislative intern that focused on economic, uh, environmental, and education policy. I also run a 501c3 public charity nonprofit. Welcome to the Career Education Learning Center podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Rivers. I am elated and excited to have Kayla Willis on our show today. Kayla is a recent graduate of Fish University located in Nashville, Tennessee, and she has got her bachelor's degree, right, in political science and Spanish. How are you doing today, Kayla? I am great. Thank you, Mr. Rivers, for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Kayla, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your future career path? Yes, so I just graduated from Fisk University. I received my degree in political science and Spanish as a joint major. Uh, I do a lot. I just completed an internship on the Hill working for Senator Raphael Warnock. I was the legislative intern that focused on economic, uh, environmental, and education policy. I also run a 501c3 public charity nonprofit called the Morning Numbers Program, which is in the most simplest form, a way to help resolve the educational disparity seen within large metropolitan cities. So right Mm -hmm. now we have three programs going on, a college preparatory program that is helping with high school students as they matriculate from their high school career to their uh, college careers and journeys. We have the team members program, which is to create well-rounded students from HBCUs and Southern schools as they continue towards post-grad life. And then we're starting up a new program called the REACH program, which is to prepare high school girls as they go throughout their high school career. So once they get to their senior year, they're well-rounded individuals. So I've been doing that for the past four years. And I know a lot of people are like, how did you do that in the past four years that you just graduated from college? I was doing it while I was in college. I am a member of Alpha Cap Alpha Soria Incorporated. Wow. I have been featured in multiple news articles, multiple shows, won many awards. So I've had a pretty impactful, successful career at my young age of 22. But I'm really thankful for being here. So thank you for inviting me. Oh, no problem. Thus far. Wow. You know, my mom was also an AKA, so I'll let you know that. And she went to HBCU also, North Carolina A&T. So you have a lot in common there. Wow. So why did you choose Fisk University? I'm pretty sure you had an array of colleges you could have chosen and universities. Why Fisk? Uh, Well, the first and I guess most impactful reason is that I received a full ride. 
I didn't oh. have to pay for anything. <laughs> That's very helpful. That is very <laughs> helpful. Believe me. Um, but also, my some of my family is from Tennessee, and some of my family went to Fisk. And I don't know if you know, but um, John Lewis also um, went to oh. Fisk. Uh, Diane Nash, Nikki Giovanni, um, and they've made a huge impact on just black culture and black life overall, especially me being from South Fulton, um, Georgia. Uh, Representative John Lewis was my congressman. So a lot of that just kind of pushed me towards a life of advocacy and public service and knowing that the type of impact that Fisk guys have pushed me towards that. Uh, And then also, like I said, my family's from Tennessee. I've known about Fisk. I know how it's one of the black Ivy League um, schools. So. You know, just a little plug in. So it's it was definitely one of my top schools. And then the full ride kind of solidified everything for me. Wow. You know, I I went to a community college first, Kayla, because I wasn't as smart and brilliant as a lot of my classmates. But um, that taught me well when I went to UNC Pembroke. And um, that was very helpful. So I was staying in North Carolina the whole time. But you went from Georgia to Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. How was that experience? I love I love Nashville. Uh-huh. I love Nashville. Um, I think that as someone in like I guess my age, right? yes, yeah. <laughs> I remember your age. Be honest, I can't even remember being twenty some years old. Audience, I um, yeah, I can't remember that being long ago. So, but I I just know that I was young and I could walk and I could run and I had no trouble and I get I didn't get tired. Yeah. <laughs> So someone, I guess, in my generation, you know, we've grown up with access to so much, but a lot of us are limited within our own atmosphere because of, I don't know, maybe fear or just comfortability. I think that if presented with the opportunity to go and experience a whole different world or culture, even in terms of like being in a different state is definitely a opportunity for students like me to grow because um, Mm -hmm. being in Nashville, although I love the city, it's nothing like Atlanta. Mm -hmm. But I found so much of myself being at Fisk and being far away from home and having to figure things out by myself, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Although you'll get that while you're in college regardless, um, whether you're 10 minutes down the road or a whole California or somewhere out west. So either, either way, you'll you get that, you know. So was there a big transition from high school to college? Did you notice that educational transition? Educational transition? In yeah, as far as learning the books and everything else, learning. Because you and I was at home. Now, you might, you might have adjusted better than I did. <laughs> but going from where I was, uh, my parents, well, my mother came in what to do all the time, where to go and stuff. And then once I got off to college, trying to learn that time management and learn how to do things that nobody told me I had to do right. You know, this is what you're going to do, Mitchell. This assignment. Nobody's going to make you do it. You have to do it yourself. So uh, you know, apparently your adjustment went much better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's just a, like a tale of my type of personality. I'm a very proactive person. Mm-hmm. So the adjustment was not um, with academics. I've actually 
done pretty well with my academics. I I don't want to brag. So just know that I've never really struggled in terms of academics. What I struggled with was like making friends, like the oh, social okay. part of it. Um, yes. Because when I got to college, I was not brand new like everybody else. I had just come off the Steve Harvey show. Everybody kind of knew about me already. So when I arrived to school, I wasn't able to start over like other people were. I was already this girl that people may have had like preconceived notions about that already knew claim that they knew me or whatever yeah of course yeah so it took me a long time to kind of put that wall down and then covid hit so then that like that was an adjustment <sighs> as well too being in school but still you know yeah at home with your parents and then we went back to school so that was really <laughs> more so my adjustment um but i feel like no one else would really be able to understand that um unless you were like in the same predicament as me but yeah yeah, I, I know the COVID for everyone, man. Everybody had to go to school. I mean, my kids was out of school by then, which is fantastic. And I don't know how parents made it. And you had to make an adjustment, and then your parents had to make an adjustment. You know, because yeah. they thought they going to be gone right now. They're like, good, she's, she's gone, good. We, we got this space to ourselves or whoever's left. You know, we can deal with them. And then all of a sudden, your kids come back like, oh, boy. And then you had to adjust to being online. So your whole generation, all the, the young people that was in college then, you know, and even people who was doing their graduate degrees, PhDs, or in an apprenticeship just had to stop, you know, and that, that yeah. really brought everything to a halt. And so that was a big adjustment for everybody, you know, graduations were different, you know, and just, it's just an adjustment that we all had to make. And it's, it's good that you made that adjustment. Um, so you talk, I talk about internships all the time at the Career Education Learning Center. And yes. you did an internship. Can you tell us a little bit about your internship and that experience that you um, got from the internship? Well, which which one? Um, I well, let's go with the one with the senator that you've done up in D.C. there. And then you yes. can also tell us about the restaurants you went to also. But let's, go, let's start with the internship first. <laughs> um, so this internship came from a period of being lost. Honestly, okay. I almost ended up moving to Tulsa, Oklahoma. For an opportunity. Yeah, okay. exactly. Um, and I didn't get picked for the, I guess, the department that I wanted the most. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm not about to move 11 hours away from home for something that I only halfway want. Um, mind you, it's like February. I graduated in May. Okay. So I'm like, I need to figure out what in the world <laughs> Am I going to do <laughs> once I graduate? Because I didn't um, apply to any. I mean, I applied to a grad school, but it was an online program and stuff. So I wasn't going to a traditional grad school. I didn't have no jobs lined up. I was banking on this idea and it didn't happen. Um, so I was like, well, well, if I could do anything, what would I want to do? And the first thing is, uh, the first thing was, I'll say, was to work on Capitol Hill. So I was like, OK, I want to work on Capitol Hill. Who would I want to work for? I would want to work for someone for Georgia. So I could have chose um, a Congress person. Right. But I've already worked for a Congress person. I worked for former representative Jim Cooper my sophomore year for Paul 20. So I was like, well, let's take a stab at one of the senators. So I applied and I got the opportunity to work in Senator Raphael Warnock's office. And that has probably been the most impactful 
No, I mean, revealing? Was, like was it revealing? Was it revealing? Was it, yeah, was it, was revealing. it revealing more than working with congressmen? Was it, now you're talking about a senator. A senator has yeah. a lot of power. I mean, really, I mean, I'm from North Carolina, so, and back in the day, I knew we had Senator Jesse Ham, for better, for worse, okay? <laughs> and he had a lot of power. So senators has a lot more power than congressmen. And they really separate themselves from everyone else. So that's that is a totally different, um, <laughs> totally different leadership style and totally different office from congressmen. You know, we have exactly. one thirty-five congressmen, and you have fifty, what, fifty, fifty-two senators, fifty senators. You have a hundred because it's hundred, right? 100, yeah, two hundred senators, right? And so, um, and but then, how many senators do you have? I know they got very much power. <laughs> definitely the congressman. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely revealing. I learned so much about myself and who I am as a person. And in that short amount of time that I'm I'm just, it's not that it was bad. It was actually phenomenal. It was actually mm-hmm. great. But at the same time, I was going through so much outside of just having to be an intern that mm-hmm. I was kind of forced to grow up faster than I was ready to it was like I graduated and then I had May and June to like still be a kid but when I got to DC mm-hmm. in July I was maybe a kid for a couple of days and then I became like this weird adult like that and it was a lot mm-hmm. it was a lot but um yeah I was able to work on environmental and education mm-hmm. policy which is two areas that is very dear to me and then like economic infrastructure which is something that I find extremely fascinating um oh. in terms of just like how and particularly with our like transit systems right but yeah I really enjoyed it um mm-hmm. at first it was a little challenging but now mm-hmm. when I look back I'm glad that I had that experience I made a lot of friends I made a lot of professional connections a lot of personal connections and I wouldn't have traded it for the world honestly um mm-hmm. some things that happened I wish didn't happen the way it was it did mm-hmm. happen but I mean mm-hmm. that's just life like I said I was forced to grow up Fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, that's that's great. I mean, as a young person, um, you know, I was forced to grow up a little bit because what happened was I was in the I'm reserve when I went to school, and um, and back in 1991 we had Desert Storm, and I got called up, and so then I had to grow up real fast. Right now I'm going off to war. And I am really beating myself up in my head and I'm praying to the Lord, like, wow, I graduated. I just graduated in December and um, I'm going to graduate in December, but halfway through the semester, they called me up and my charity department, I was a business major, said, Mitchell, if you get over halfway, you know, with the, with the school year, then we go ahead and win your grades because you know you're serving your country. And going from being a great, fun time college student to going to war to where it's life and death situation, then, you know, that that really made me grow up, too. And sometimes those challenges are good in our lives. Sometimes we need that challenge or that interruption to make us grow up even more. You know, we grow up even more and we learn more about ourselves, as you said before. And so I want the, the audience to know that sometimes, not all the time when you have challenges, are they bad? A lot of time we're going to get challenges as a way of growing and learning more about ourselves. And so that's what you, that was revealed to you, right? You had to learn more about yourself and what you become, right? Because like you said, yeah. academics would be easier, but now you have to adjust to the quote, quote, real world. 
And going to Capitol Hill was the real world. It was very awakening. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, they don't play. I mean, they, they straight nose. And so it really put all your experience, your talents, your past internships that you've done before, it put all that into play. All that you have learned before, Kayla, everything, experience, every job, every academic experience, every life lesson that you had, it came into play when you went up there. And that's why I can use to see it through it. And that's great because now with that confidence, when you have challenges in your life in the future, Kayla, you will know how to approach it. You say, look, I, I made, I had a challenge before and I, I can beat that challenge again. And so that is, that's the way you handle challenges. So Kayla, let me ask you this. What do you do for fun? What are some of your hobbies? You, I hear you work hard. And, <laughs> and so, and you're always studying. What do you, what does Kayla do for fun? That's what we want to know. Um. Okay. So I'm, 22, so I love a good happy hour. Happy hours yeah. are my jam. <laughs> um, I also am an avid bike rider. I love Whoa. to bike ride. That's like my favorite pastime. Um, it's been like really hot outside, so I haven't yeah. I haven't rode my bike since I've been back in Georgia because I'm not trying to pass out. Oh uh, yeah. You know they call it hot they'll call it hot Atlanta and hot Georgia <laughs> down south, but that humidity would beat you down. Yeah. That humidity would beat you down. So all this you from other parts of the country here or, or from another country, believe me, in the south the word is humidity. That word would beat you down. If we may be 90 degrees, that's fine. Oh, that ain't nothing. But that humidity would beat you down. You go take your shower, put your deodorant. If you're outside more than 15, 20 minutes, that was a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I love tea. I love, I'm a big tea drinker. I love tea. I do too. Um, what else do I do for fun? Right now, I'm really in like my relax mode. Uh, uh -huh. So I've been listening to a lot of music. I read a lot. Um, I think I'm on like my sixth book of the year. Oh man! So what's your last? What's the last book you read? Or what? What one of the titles or last books you read that that you want to give us? Um, that you know that's really good that you may recommend for our, our viewers and listeners. Okay. Um, well, you can do a couple books you're going to. I can. See now. Okay, I love to read. Um, the last book I read that was like really, really good was The Opposite of Always by oh. Justin Reynolds. Um, it's about this boy that falls in love with a girl and then the girl dies, right? Oh, man, one of those tragic and then, okay. and then, but no, get this. He like goes back in time to when he meets her. Oh. Yeah, so his life is in like a loop. And like oh. every time like she dies, he just goes back in time. Oh. But it, it tackles so much stuff. Like it tackles like friendship and family dynamics and like race and disease. It's just it's a really good book. I really recommend it. The ending, the ending will make you upset because the ending is like what? But mm -hmm. that one, um, that one. And then also both of these books, um, but the main one is Confessions of a Alleged Good Girl by Joya Goffney. Um, it's about this girl who is a preacher's daughter. Mm. Um, it's <laughs> like she has like this um, notion or like connotation of like being a good girl. But yes, the she's kind of in that phase where she's not really trying to listen to her peers right now. And it's really good. Um, So yeah, those are two novels that I would. Uh oh, those are two novels yeah. that I would suggest. Those are the last two that really, like, I think I was hooked. 
that is fantastic. Reading is definitely fundamental. I, I love reading myself, um, especially coming to a small business. A lot of my mentors say, read, Mitchell, read. And I've been reading lately myself. So if we were to talk to you, Kayla, in the next five years, where do you want to be in the next five years? What are some of your goals that you want to accomplish? Or is there something that you really think about doing in the next five years, three to five years? Where do you want to be in the next three to five years? Um, in the next five years? So right now I'm looking at grad schools. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully I would have graduated from grad school and it would have been uh, for free. So I would have been that <laughs> free yes, uh, yes. student. Well, we all love, girl, free. Yeah. No matter if it's grad school or free donuts. We all know that word, <laughs> free, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I would probably be working in like a council so like mm-hmm. a councilwoman role or maybe for like the state as a state representative or a state senator. Mm-hmm. And those are probably my biggest two goals. Another goal that's very personal to me is that my Spanish levels um, would be more conversational because I'm good at Spanish, but I'm not really well at speaking it. I'm more so better at reading it and writing it. So I would be conversational at the minimum in Spanish. Um so we're, we're going to get you to a Spanish country then. And what you need to do, you need to travel. That means yeah. vacation time for you, Kayla. You need to take a vacation <laughs> to a country that speaks Spanish and just immerse yourself into that. And I think after you do that for like two or three weeks, you'll, you'll never forget it. That's the plan. I'm actually trying to do that next. Like I'm hoping uh-huh. that I can um, continue to do that because uh, I really want to become fluent in Spanish. Um, another big personal goal is that my nonprofit would be bigger. Uh, we would be able to give out more scholarships to students than we already do. Mm-hmm. We would have more, oh, excuse me, we would have more teams and people working on it because what I do right now, I don't even get paid for my nonprofit. All the money right. that we get that it goes back into mm-hmm. the students, whether that's with resources, application aid, or scholarships. Mm-hmm. So it would be bigger. We would have a more consistent donation flow. We would yes. have more partnerships. Um because at the end of the day that's what I really want to do. Like mm-hmm. I'm looking I'm hoping in my career that I am able to work in advocacy and politics while running my nonprofit. You know, um mm-hmm. Because that's that's my passion. So, really, those four things um, I would have been. I would have my master's, and I would be not in debt because I never was in debt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, a, I'm a financial representative by trade. I've been making finance about all my life, Kayla. So yes, um, I try to teach that myself. You know, financial literacy, financial responsibility, and that's that's a big one for everyone. Believe me, everyone. Um, so do you have any, before we leave, do you have any suggestions or advice for, um, young people who want to go, as a freshman, do you have any, any advice just for freshmen that's entering this year? Their first year this year, um, advice, I would say, don't get too caught up in what could be, but like focus on what's now only because you can have a plan for anything you can. Mm-hmm have a plan to the T and the way life works that is is just not going to work. So I would say really focus on what is going on for you right now. I'm not saying like just disregard the future, like still have goals and stuff for yourself. But, mm. you know, like if you're 
not doing well in a class, like try to get your grade up in that class. Mm-hmm. Don't think, oh, let me change my major because I'm not doing well in math. You know, like stuff like that. Or if you're having a, um, you want to do something and the next, you know, you can't afford it. You know, it's just little small things that as a freshman, I wish I didn't beat myself up about because I was too focused on the future and not enough focused on what was going on right now in the present day. Um, Another thing that I would say in terms of academics is just turn it in. Turn it in. Yeah, like we, we, all had, we all had to learn that right. It's not like in high school where, you know, okay, well, we give you a couple of days here and there. When that professor say turn it in, they want it in. You know, turn. if you got something, you know, on, on that computer, you need to be in by 12 a.m., you better have it in by 11.59, you know, even 11.59, but you better have it in, correct? People don't understand. If you turn it in, there's a higher chance for you to be able to redo it. Mm-hmm. get a better score <laughs> but if you don't turn in at all it just makes you look it makes it's kind of like credit uh-huh. right if you yeah. pay like your credit card bill and stuff then it shows even if you paid off a little bit shows that you're at least mm-hmm. trying to pay to work for something better but if mm-hmm. you don't pay it all pay mm-hmm. it all mm-hmm. the bank is gonna look at you like what's going on mm-hmm. that's the same way with the teachers just turn it in just turn it in and send an email like hey i tried my best mm-hmm. i just couldn't figure out x y and z i couldn't get mm-hmm. to elemento like i just need can i have an extension to try to do better the teacher's like oh my gosh yes of course blah 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 mm-hmm. or there'll be a period towards the end of the semester where you could redo whatever just turn it in you guys like me just being able to turn stuff in mm-hmm. is the reason why half of the reason why I'm so successful now because I just turn stuff in. So yeah, that's my two pieces of advice. Focus on the now and try not to stress about the future and turn it in. That's some personal academic advice for me. (laughs) Well, Kelly, it has been a joy having you on my podcast today. Uh, We have learned so much from you and it's been um, just thrilling for me. Just know that young people like you are are still here trying to do the best, not only for yourself, but for the community at large. And that is fantastic. Now, if someone would get in contact with you or want to ask you questions, whether it's about Fish University or about your nonprofit, how can they get in contact with you on social media? Uh, My Instagram is K-A-Y.Willis, spelled W-I-L-L-I-S, and the number one. Um, That's my Instagram for me personally. In terms of my nonprofit, you can find us at MTN Youth Program. Um, That's our organizational Instagram. We also have a website, www.mtnyouthprogram.com. And all of our, I guess, ordeals and endeavors and (laughs) business stuff can be found there um also i can be reached at my work email which is um kayla willis at mtnyouthprogram.com i was gonna get my other work email but i don't think i want people to have it okay don't don't worry about that kayla we're gonna have all the information on our website and any social media that we the outlets that we use for this podcast so don't worry about that if they didn't get it here today they're gonna have have obtained that with the information we give them okay okay sounds good 
Definitely, definitely. Well, Kayla, I hate to end this podcast. It's been a joy. It's been a pleasure. I, I love young people. My mama passed it on to me because she used to love young people. She was a community college teacher, and she's always stressed how she loved young people, how they keep her young. And so <laughs> I'm just I'm just following her footsteps. But thank you so much for coming on our show today. Thank you for the invitation. This was very fun. And I'd like to thank our viewers and listeners for joining me, Mitchell Rivers, on the Career Education Learning Center podcast, where we're making your career dreams a reality. God bless.